Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 96 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast discussing, does the Burr strategy still work? I'm your host, Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured members. The question is, I got through your land flipping course a few months ago and have about five deals under my belt. I want to start to devote some of my time to a niche. Do you have a niche or do you suggest for someone at my experience level to get into this? That's a really good question. And I know we've said it in past podcasts, like let's get some deals under your belt before. So I'm sure they listen to that. Um, I say niche, you say niche. This kind of got in my head a little bit, Dan. I think I go back and forth with what I say. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm trying to think is if, if, if there's something, excuse me, if there's something specific that I would suggest for someone who's got five deals under their belt, I don't think subdividing probably yet is something I would maybe suggest. I, I think the main neat niche is getting more, just learning more about your market that you're in and maybe resending. Like you could, you could resend a mailer, not that that's a niche. I wouldn't really suggest getting into landlock things as well. So I don't know, Dan, I just think they're doing the right things right now. I think some deals may fall into your lap that you're like, wow, I could do this or wow, this is a landlock property. And I can easily get an easement for this if I make a few phone calls. So those might fall on, into your, uh, lap but as far as targeting something I, i'm not sure yeah there's there's a lot of different routes you can go with this i think ron but i wouldn't force a niche necessarily in your situation with doing five deals hopefully one falls in your plate i, I like the location thing that ron said just hyper focus a certain location build great great relationships there maybe get a buyer's list there send resend mail in the same area resend different acreages really learn an area because it becomes so easy when you know that area i think ron but that's all yeah. i have to add let's get into the show does the burr strategy still work ron first we're going to talk about what is the burr strategy this is a general real estate topic here yeah i like this getting away not getting away from land completely but uh talking a little bit more about that side of our business what we do and Burr, obviously, is something that was uh, around way before us doing it. And I'm sure it was, it's been happening for 100 years accidentally, but I don't know when the actual strategy was made. But uh, what it is, it's buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. So essentially what you're doing is buying a rental property, buying a house, whatever it is, buying a uh, multifamily property, buying it, rehabbing it, renting it out. And then what you're doing, you're getting your money out essentially. So when you rehabbed it, you're making it worth more. So when you refinance it, you can get pretty much all of your money out. Ideally, that is the situation. And then repeating. So ideally, you're going to own that property still when you refinance it. Hopefully, you renting it out is going to get you cash flowing every month. And then um, repeating that and doing it over and over is the mindset. Um, did I touch everything on there, Dan? I think so. The whole strategy with the Burr method is buying you you want to buy under market value so you can have more wiggle room with the refinance and get all your cash out ideally. So you're buying at, you know, 80, 90%, whatever that is, and then that gives you equity right away and then you rehab it so then your 80% becomes 150% of the money you put in and then you have 70% you can take out or whatever that math works out to and whatever your your situation is. I think that's the main thing with the Burr strategy, Ron. 
Yeah, we've never done it intentionally. It, it's ne We've never done the refinancing part because I don't really like having my uh, LTV that high where we're at 80% or just keeping it there after we refinance. Because then if we do have a tenant move out or whatever it is, I think it puts us in a much worse position. So that's why if we do rehab, like, yeah, great. We have some extra equity. We know that it's going to sell for more. But typically, I just like keeping the equity in the property, Dan. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that in general? Like, I just think the burr, it can back you up against the uh, up against the wall a little bit if something does go wrong. Yeah, it's all about like we don't we don't have rentals to really to pay our income. If you you need to do this if you're doing this full time, like you'll need to refinance to pay your to pay yourself and that's how a lot of these people make money is in the equity and refinancing the equity out. So, if you're doing it full time, I would definitely do it this way. That's the way you actually make legitimate good money. For us, we don't do it because we like the equity. It's a long-term play. We're not looking at it. What's how much are we going to make this year or next year? We're looking at it more as a long-term investment play from the equity standpoint. So we're not looking to squeeze every single dollar out of it possible. It's more of a diversification product for us, honestly. For sure. Um, so yeah, that was segment one. That's what it is, essentially buying something. It doesn't have to be under market value. Like Daniel said, that's ideal because, but the rehabbing is supposed to add to that, uh, add to the property's value essentially so when you refinance it they look at the rehabs and now maybe bought it for 120 now it's worth 180 or something like that so you can get that money out what is uh segment two dan segment two is who's this best for so who who's uses the burr strategy who's it ideal for i personally think newer people more uh people who are okay with risk I think because I think there is more risk in this strategy than some other longer term plays. But if you're young or whatever, and you can do some of this hands-on work, I think it's extremely valuable for you to be able to do the work where you're not hiring out, where you're willing to put in a lot of work and effort, and you need to get that money out. Let's say you have $50,000. That's a lot of money. Let's say you have twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 to your name. You buy a place and you do this. And you can get all that money out to do it again. And you have that first property still like that's and doing it over and over again until hopefully you don't have to necessarily do the burr anymore and you can make some money by whatever more long-term safer plays maybe. Yeah. And the burr, I mean, it sounds so systematic, but you don't like when you get into it, Ron, and you get into the weeds, you don't need to refinance right away. Like you want to refine, you want to strategically refinance. You don't want to refinance all your properties at once necessarily. Like there's ways to mitigate the risk. So it sounds so straightforward Buy, rehab, renovate, or whatever it is, uh, refinance. What is it again? Buy, rehab, renovate, refinance? Rent, rent. rent rehab rent. is renovate. <laughs> renovate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I knew I was yeah. missing one. So yeah, you don't need to refinance right away. Like it's it doesn't need to be all the time in that order. Sometimes you'll buy so cheap that you don't even need to renovate either. And you can just buy it, then rent it out and refinance. So like it doesn't need to be in that order all the time. You can buy properties under market value get them rented out, make them look a lot better without doing so much work and just uh, getting your money out within 12 months, Ron. It's that it's that simple. It doesn't always need to be every single step. Yeah, for sure. And right now, like think about doing this right now. Like if you do it right now and you get that high, high interest rate and then you, you're going to get a lot of equity in two, three years once the interest rates drop down, hopefully sub four, I would think at least in the next 24, 36 months. 
and you have like you're going to have a lot more equity if you can do that now keep that money in the property and not refinance out at nine percent or whatever it is you're going to get kind of screwed on that end of things so then you don't have a higher loan because i don't see the value in refinancing at nine percent unless you really have somewhere where your money needs to be where you're going to get a 30 40 50 percent return or whatever um but uh you do this now and wait 24, 36 months to refinance, you're going to make a ton of money getting that out and rents are going to go up and everything's still going to be cash flowing. Everything's going to go up. Rent's going to go up. Your property value is going to go up. So the when you wait, you gain, you gain more and more equity because you already have a mortgage on it. So you're paying that down for 24 more months. The equity is rising for 24. Along with that, the rent is hopefully rising and your cash flow naturally rises as the rent rises as well. But the last segment we have, Ron, is this scalable? Um, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of, you go ahead, go touch, touch base on that, Daniel. I'm kind of in between on this one. I think it's tough to really, really scale, but, uh, go on. I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I mean, you could do this at a, you could do this at a high level, I think. But like I said, it, the more you get into it, the more you'll see, it doesn't always go from B to R to R to R in that order. Like you'll buy it and um, hold it and buy. I mean, if you buy it's very scalable. You can buy a hundred unit apartment complex, slowly rehab, you know, one floor at a time and, or whatever the situation is, then move on to the next floor. And then it takes you seven years to get, or five years, and then it's all done. And then you refinance out with the commercial bank and you get all this equity out. I think it is scalable, but it's not that scalable at the single family duplex quad type of, I think to scale it, you have to have big commercial properties, Ron. Yeah, and I think the smaller the the smaller ones is what people kind of go into this method for. And I think it's just you're going to eventually run into an issue. Like you have $30,000 to your name or whatever I said before, and you're trying to do this method five times. Something's going to happen between now and that fifth time. You're not just going to be able to do it every six months or something like that. I don't think that's possible with a, where you're trying to get your money out. So you spend 30000 on your down payment, get it refinanced out after six months. You have 30000 again. All right, do it again. I do not think that's going to happen that smoothly. Like Daniel said, there's going to be issues in there that come up. Maybe it doesn't refinance the same. Maybe you're not getting right. Whatever it is, there is going to be something that comes up. But long term, 100%, like this is a scalable thing long term um, without a doubt. But I don't think that's what a lot of people who look into this method think about. Well, yeah, they're looking. It's a great starter strategy. The Burr method, like if you're going to do 10 to 20 properties a year or something, I think it's good to do. Like if you're going to stay small, but scaling it up, it, things are going to change. You got to go to commercial property. Same concept works just at a higher level, Ron. You buy under market value and you start renovating units. If you have 100 units, maybe you do 20 a year or 20 every six months or something and then refinance out once they're all completed. It's a major, major project, but you can scale. That's how you make real serious money. I just think for the people, you're you're capped if you're going to do this for single families. Like it's just going to be so much operational work, I feel like, Ron. Yeah, and you're managing contractors. Like it's just one small project here and there. And these contractors aren't going to show up and it's going, unless you're doing all the work yourself, which is tough in itself. But uh, yeah, it's a, I think it's definitely a difficult strategy from that perspective, without a doubt. Do you have any last things to add? Is it scalable? Mm -hmm. No, I, th I think that was pretty good. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Like to invest in real estate, I'm never going to say don't invest in real estate. But if you have the thought process of trying to, if you have $20,000 or whatever, and you're trying to do this five times next year, and that's your like your big plan, I, I think there's better places for your $20,000. Or maybe you just buy the one property and hold it long term. 
make some more money in your W-2 and try to do that again next year or do it twice next year. Uh, but yeah, short term, I think it's really difficult. I agree. And it's just the the market for undervalued properties has gotten so tight the last with the wholesaling and the flippers. It's just harder and harder to buy under market value houses right now, Ron, but it's still doable. So I don't want to say that too much, but that's all I have, guys. Do you have anything else, Ron? No, I don't. Perfect. Well, everyone, thank you for joining to get started and to unlock your potential freedom. Visit landinvestingonline.com slash discord to join our free discord where Ron and I and other investors are involved. Please like and subscribe this Apple podcast, YouTube, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. It really means a lot. Other than that, thank you for joining and we'll see you next episode. Thanks, guys.